G'day, it's uh, Tony Badlane from Australian Grape and Wine. I'm very lucky to have Mark Christick, who's the Managing Director of the Australian Wine Research Institute with me today. G'day, Mark, how are you? I'm well, Tony, how are you? Oh, very well, thanks, mate. You know, I think we're coping with what's been a, a pretty interesting year, which has just been tapped off with China. But I want to talk about something I think it is even more important than the geopolitical aspects of this. I want to talk about our pathway to the future, which I think is research and development extension. And I just want to so introduce the, I guess, our listeners to a few of the things the AWRI is doing now and will do in the future. So first of all, I'd like to say, I reckon that the AWRI did a cracking job this year on smoke. I mean, you're out there, uh, people like Con, uh, people like Eric, they were just, I know they worked their, gut, their guts out and I know there are a lot of other people behind it. So can you just run us through a bit of what happened at the beginning of this year? Yeah, no, thanks, Tony. I mean, basically, <clears throat> this time last year, we're in the midst of fires through, as you know, sort of, you know, New South Wales and into southern Queensland there. And um, so, look, our response, and, and we work, as you know, closely with the national agencies and regions and states as well. And, you know, our response was to try and get out there as quick as we can to really talk to the, the producers in all those different affected regions to help them and guide them through, you know, really what is a pretty traumatic experience in working out whether or not they're actually going to pick their crop or not. And then if they do, you know, whether they're going to have some problems through that winemaking process and what they might be able to do through that. So yeah, Con Simos, our uh, group manager for industry development and support, uh, was pretty, you know, pretty well out there in the regions and, you know, talking with people on a regular basis. I think in those first couple of weeks, we ran, I think it was something like 18 different workshops and had about 1,300 people come through those in a big, in a big way, just to really keep them informed. Um, the team then you know, worked with the various states and regions to really then have uh, samples funneled back to the commercial lab. So with Eric Wilkes and his uh, lab team there at, at, uh, at the commercial services group at AWRI. And we were, you know, just had, you know, I think we ended up with about 5,000 uh, samples coming through, grape samples coming through our labs over about a couple of months. And that was that was something that we've never seen before uh, in this particular season. Typically, we have around about sort of 400 to 600 samples on a per annum basis coming through. Uh, we're seeing those, you know, well, well over those, you know, over a couple of weeks there come through our labs and, you know, have to be sort of turned around and those, those results fed back to industry. But look, um, Tony, we had probably at one, you know, at one point in time there, around about 70 odd staff, you know, flung in behind this response, you know, whether it be extension and adoption help desk, um, you know, interpreting the, the data to feed back to the growers or actually, like I said, sample processing, uh, logistics and, and, you know, putting, punching out those numbers to industry. So look, the team, that's what we're here for. I mean, we're, you know, the team at AWRI are very focused on making sure that they deliver, you know, for the sector. That's that's what we're about. That's what we're while we're while we're formed, and I just I'm, I couldn't be more than proud of what they've done over that particular you know time, and and it continues now. You know, we, we're in the process of just preparing for you know, what could be or what might happen in vintage twenty one right at this point in time. Yeah, well, let's hope it's not another one like last year, Mark. I guess the other thing, and you mentioned that everyone takes the AWRI for granted. Uh, to an extent, because you've got this incredible ability with the, you know, people to ask questions and when they've got a problem, uh, you know, great growers tell me it's just the AWRI supports a whole lot of incompetent winemakers. Uh, that's their, always their story to me. Um, may or may not be true. I won't make a judgment. But, you know, so how, how do you manage to do this? I mean, a lot of people just think you're there, but, but how actually are you funded and how can you keep doing this? 
Yeah, good, a good question. So really it's, you know, through the levies that are collected from grape growers and through the winemaking, the winemaking levy, and that's obviously managed through Wine Australia. So Wine Australia is our key, um, you know, how do I say, that they're, they're our principal funder uh, for the AWRI. So while, um, you know, they are certainly um, you know, probably funding, you know, somewhere between 50 and 60% of all of our activities, um, you know, we certainly source funding from other sources as well. But you know, that's where you know the levies or the R&D investment that the uh, the sector makes is you know matched through the Commonwealth government funding mechanism through the the Research and Development Corporation, and we apply and work with Wine Australia through a strategic partnership agreement to access that funding to be able to you know have these core capabilities that the industry and the and the sector can access. So it's really important, you know. One of the things I think um, a lot of the sector think that all the levies come to us, they certainly don't. We probably certainly are, are lucky to receive around about 35% of those to that total levy pool. But, um, you know, like we, and we, we have a, a good and respectful relationship with Wine Australia to, to you know, really underwrite those capabilities around what we do. So, so I reckon that will surprise a lot of people, Mark, to think that you, you get such a small amount of the levies. Um, I guess the other thing that is the really high profile and what, you, you do very well at AWRI, in my view, is extension and the ability that you can then incorporate the results of when you get out and talking to people and bringing back into your research and, and bringing back into the, your crisis management activities. Uh, do you see that as another vital role for you? Yeah, I, I, think, I think one of the important um, success, you know, six, the keys to success that we've operated over many years, Tony, is it's not just about doing the the frontier blue sky science or the applied science. It's actually having that mechanism to make sure that you're feeding that back, you know, and packaging and, and feeding it back to the industry and the sector so that they can actually take advantage of it. I think that's really important. And again, you know, Wine Australia have been great in terms of making sure that they've sort of backed us as that national uh, extension and adoption provider, you know, and provide that sort of platform so that industry, you know, are getting access to the latest and greatest information and also just adopting that you know on farm or in the uh in the winery i think that's been really really important as as a model an end-to-end -end model and not only that tony i think it's really important you know because you're talking to the the users of the technology all the time you're able to feed that back into your uh, your actual research design i think that's really important as well so you know it's fine again you can you can go off and chase uh research and you know and chase an issue and all that sort of stuff but it's actually making sure that you design your research from the outset so that when you've actually produced something at the end of your, you know, whatever it might be, two, three, four year uh, research project, that you've got something that actually plugs and plays with the industry pretty seamlessly. Yeah. So thanks, Mark. And look, uh, I'm not going to go any further on this today, but I think that we'll have you back again because there's a, there's a whole lot of other issues I want to talk about in R&D, which include our, I guess, what our strategy going forward is and what we see as the big gaps. But, if you can just tell me in, in just a couple of words, what do you see as the biggest research gap that we need to fill? And, you know, and you don't, you know, we might not have funding for it. But what, what's that? What's going to be the big game change that we need to fill in the next three to five years? Yeah, look, I, I think there's a, there's still a quite a big body of work, um, Tony, in and around climate change adaptation and, and mitigation. I think those things are, are really important. So I'll just sort of um, unpack both of those a little bit more. First of all, adaptation. I mean, we've been doing a lot of work about adapting to a different and changing environment for some time now, but, you know, looking at the different uh, 
you know, genetics in the vineyard, that we might have genetics in the winery with different yeast and, and bacteria strains that we have for fermentation. Those things are going to become a lot more important because we are going into environments that are going to, you know, going to change in terms of the ability of those natural resources to produce different wines and wine styles and uh, access to water and, and the ability to just be able to, you know, produce reliably and sustainably. So, you know, there's, there's big challenges there. But I think, again, I, I think the sector has adjusted reasonably well and, and is adapting their, their production practices and techniques to really meet that adaptation challenge. Uh, mitigation, I think that's the one that's been a bit of a sleeper, to be honest with you, for the last couple of years. I think, you know, we can't um, deny our place in the, the global community around, you know, our, our emissions of carbon and so forth. I think we really do need to, you know, look at our footprint here and, and make sure that we're we're kind of, you know, doing, you know, being responsible and, and, and uh, you know, able to kind of walk proud amongst a whole bunch of other ag industries and the, and the, more, the community more broadly. So that, you know, and that, all those things link to, you know, resilience and sustainability uh, in, in what we do as well. I think, you know, there's going to be some big challenges there. And I think, you know, really making sure that we're operating, you know, in an environment where we've got that license to operate from a, you know, um, you know, alcohol in society and all those sorts of things to the use of agrochemicals in uh, our production systems. Uh, those things are going to become a real challenge for us in the future. I'm not sure we've addressed some of those as well as we could have. Oh, absolutely, Mark. I think the license to operate, it, it's got the potential to close our industry down in 10 years. Uh, look, I know there's, you mentioned sustainability. I, we will talk exclusively about sustainability in a future podcast. Uh, but today, I just want to, you to give a final plug for that, obviously, that uh, place, place saver in your diary for the tech conference coming up. In, it's in only a couple of years away now, Mark. So if you just want to tell people when it is, and then we'll, um, we'll, we'll close down. Yeah, no problems. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. So, yeah, for those that, that don't know, obviously, the Australian Wine Industry Technical Conference, it's a, it's a conference that, you know, is a partnership between, obviously, AWRI, Running Grape and Wine and, and also ASVO. Uh, and, and yeah, we run that every three years. Uh, it is scheduled for uh, June uh, 2022 at this point in time. Although it all depends on how, you know, obviously the COVID, the international COVID situation rolls out. But yeah, we, it's our showcase with, you know, obviously Wine Tech uh, in there as a, as a trade exhibition as well. It is scheduled, uh, I think the dates, I think it's about the 26th of June, 2022, it's scheduled for to start. And it is, it, like I said, it was planned uh, in June to back on to the Institute Masters of Wine Symposium. It was also going to be in 2022. So depending on how 21 rolls out with the vaccine and international movements and so forth, uh, we do have a placeholder for 23 in July 23, just in case, but we are pretty confident that we're going to roll forward into uh, June 22 at this particular point in time. Yeah, thanks, Mark. And, and by that time, you'll have the AWI vaccine up and running, so we'll all be okay. Um, thank you, Mark Christick, um, and we will talk again soon. Here's signing off from Tony Badalone. Thanks, Tony.